0: Hey, this is Kathy from Boise, and I don't always listen to I Doubt It with Dolomar, but when I do, I don't.
1: The following broadcast
2: may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Dallimore. All right, thank you and welcome to the show, episode 375 of I Doubt It with Dallimore. I am your host, as always, Jesse Dallimore. And seated across from me, the lovely and talented, yet alarmed, quite often, my beautiful co-host Brittany Page.
3: I'm I'm not alarmed quite often. I'm very even keel.
2: Are you calm down right now?
3: Um, well, Beca- no.
2: Because we were just getting ready to start the show. And I hear you you over there. Uh, well, you, you were I will do it in in my Jesse way. Just oh goddamn. What what is what Oh, oh! No. what is that? Oh, you you're, is, that's, you, seemed, no, that's you not, seemed alarmed.
3: Number one, that's a horrible impression of me. <laughs> you're supposed to be like impression guy. I'm right?
2: not, Who says I'm impression guy?
3: Uh, you just are. That's who you are. It, that's who you are inherently l- is impression all right, guy. All right,
2: Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Yeah. Nice pivot. <laughs> nice try okay, to... No,
3: well, listen. The, try to every, everyone has heard this story. Okay, everyone has heard this story. It's uh, tapeworm guy. Okay. The guy. I hadn't heard the story. The 30 year old man who lives in Fresno, California, who is attributing his, like, what is it? Three and a half feet, five feet. How big is this tapeworm?
2: Wow. Either one of those is not a good deal
3: five and a half foot tapeworm
2: wow really
3: yeah he attributes this to eating salmon sashimi every day all the time every day he said he was eating it
2: five and a half foot tapeworm
3: yeah and so this is the concerning part i mean the tapeworm pretty concerning yeah i mean it's concerning but i'm still gonna eat sushi um What he did was he went to the bathroom and he said that he saw, quote, a piece of intestine hanging out of me. How does... Well, He's that... referring to his asshole. Yeah. And <laughs> what is concerning to me is that he saw po- what he believed to be part of his intestine hanging out of his asshole yeah, that... and he decided, decided to start a tug of war. I
2: have a question. I have a question. What? How does that even work? How do you in 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 what scenario do you see i've never <laughs> seen what comes out of my asshole
3: He must have something. Must have not um, seemed right. (laughs) Something must have seemed off.
2: Is he a real bendy guy? Because I don't know how that would work.
3: I don't. They. I mean, he's not like posing for pictures, (laughs) um, revealing his. The tapeworm
2: you showed me was posing for pictures.
3: Yeah. He. So that's the thing. He pulled it out of his asshole, and (laughs) he. I'm quoting from the article. Oh (laughs) yeah. Uh, (laughs) Um. He wrapped it around the toilet paper roll, and there, there's this this picture is everywhere. It's in all of the articles, and there's like black hair intertwined with the tapeworm oh, on man. this on this tape this tapeworm. Come on, bro. around the toilet roll. Oh, it is truly horrific. And so he throws it in a grocery bag. And takes it to the hospital and says, Yeah, I want to be treated for worms, and the doctor's like, Yeah, whatever. You know, everyone wants to be treated for worms. They do. <laughs> <laughs> well Well, apparently people come in like demanding things. They
2: figured out what they went on WebMD. They're like Britney right. Page. Yeah, yeah. They figured out what they what their, their diagnosis is because cancer. of the internet. Yeah. Right. It's always cancer. And He was a little more specific though.
3: Yeah, worms. He wanted
2: to treat worms.
3: Yeah, and and you know, he was kind of, he didn't believe him. And so he takes out this tapeworm <laughs> that he had wrapped around the toilet roll. Bleah. And he's like, oh, Bleah. okay. Yeah, this is proof of that. Um. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, so not WebMD.
3: Yeah. Asshole. You just took it out of your body on your own. Uh, and it impressive. was speckled.
2: and Yeah, it's pretty disgusting. Ooh, freckled tapeworm.
3: Five and a half feet mm-hmm. of tapeworm. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, um, so I don't know if he actually got it from eating sushi. I don't know. Um, Apparently, a study from last year, the Centers for Disease Control found that Alaskan salmon infected by Japanese tapeworm parasites like that. It was infected by Mm, Japanese tapeworm parasites. So
2: That is not going to stop me from eating delicious salmon sashimi.
3: Yeah, I wonder, if, like, is he picking that up at 7-Eleven on the way to work, or is he, like, getting it from a good restaurant? Is this gas station sushi? Is it grocery store sushi? Or is it, like, a high-end restaurant sushi? Does that have anything to do with it? I think I, it might. Like, where they're getting it from.
2: I, I don't know. I have no idea. Well, I
3: need more information <laughs> yeah. before I decide to alter my diet. But you're
2: calm down over there.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm still concerned that someone would see something hanging out of their asshole and think it's their intestine and then start tugging on it. (laughs) Tugging on it? (laughs) Like, how did he know he wasn't ripping out his intestine? At what point in the tugging did he start to go, oh, this is probably not my intestine. It appears to be a worm.
2: Well, you'd think he probably didn't have to tug very hard if the the worm didn't like desegment, it didn't like come apart
3: well he said it felt like his insides were falling out of him and he
2: continued to tug that's
3: what i'm saying this is why it's so unbelievable i mean the i whole
2: stuff is just
3: yeah i mean i don't know it, it's what a i don't know what you need to do in that situation because it's you know you probably shouldn't go to the doctor no one wants to see that
2: just die alone. Just die alone yeah. and, and in pain. It's, there's
3: like no solution in that situation. <laughs> it's, um,
2: it's a lose-lose. Yeah. Except for the worm. The worm gets to, to live on I'm and sure, eat all the sushi yeah, it wants. The
3: worm was living its best life eating all of that sushi every single day. Yeah.
2: <laughs> wow. Oh. That is a nightmare.
3: Yeah, I know. So if you haven't seen that picture, just Google it and look at the tapeworm on the, the black hair and... The toilet paper roll.
2: We'll put it on the Facebook page.
3: I don't think we will.
2: How about the Twitter?
3: No, passing that around is like terrorism. We can't. <laughs> we can't continue to inflict pain on people.
2: All right. Well, speaking of inflicting pain on people, what a perfect segue to bring down the tone of joviality, if that's even a word. Let's talk about this asshole. Speaking of assholes, also, I could have gone that way. Larry Nasser.
3: Also worms.
2: A fucking worm. Yeah, spineless. Shit eaten worm convicted sentenced to between forty and one hundred and seventy five years in federal prison for the molestation of over one hundred and fifty i think the i think the number when we had the one forty four or one sixty six I think I was
3: right wow, what a great time to be doing that um, I think that he was charged um uh, that the actual charges were like seven hmm. girls Yeah. that, but he also, this was in addition to 60 that he had just gotten. Yeah. Like last month or something last week on child pornography charges. Yeah. So
2: this judge.
3: Yeah. And that's that, that little bit is relevant because we're going to play a clip here where she's reading this letter that he entered for his plea. Yeah,
2: we we talked a little bit about it last time.
3: Yeah. But he mentions in this letter porn and he's referring to child porn, but he calls it porn. <laughs> And the same, yeah,
2: it's it's no different. Well, it's also
3: we know like what you're talking about. We like know what's going on.
2: So he was sentenced. This judge did good work, um, and she read part of the letter that he wrote to her in court, and it 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 left the courtroom kind of taken aback.
4: The media has asked me to release your letter. I'm not willing to do that. Council may object, the media may may object, but there is some information in here that troubles me in regard to the victims. And I don't want them re victimized by the words that you have in here. I do want to read some more of your letter, and the reason I want to do that is because I consider it incensing. As an, extent, as an extension of your apology, and whether I believe it or not. So I want you to hear your words. I've already read some, but I'm not reading every one. And let me begin. The federal judge went ballistic at sentencing since I pled guilty to the state case and spent 10% on the federal case and 90% on the state cases and civil suits. She gave me 60 years instead of five to 20 years in parentheses, three consecutive 20-year sentences. I've stated guilty to possession of porn from 9-2004 to 12-2004. Four months. The prosecutor even admitted that I never belonged to any porn sites, any chat rooms, was not on the dark web, and also they could not prove I viewed it. It was all deleted, of course. I shared my electronics, and I could not prove that. So for four months of foreign possession from 2004, I was sentenced to 60 years. Not proper, appropriate, fair. Going down a few lines, what I did in the state cases was medical, not sexual. But because of the porn, I lost all support, thus another reason for the state's guilty plea. Let me add further. So I'm trying to avoid a trial to save the stress to this community, my family, the victims, yet look what is happening. It is wrong. It is further. I was a good doctor because my treatments worked and those patients that are now speaking out were the same ones that praised and came back over and over and referred family and friends to see me. The media convinced them that everything I did was wrong and bad. They feel I broke their trust. Hell hath no fury like a woman's Oh It is just a complete nightmare. The stories that are being fabricated to sensationalize this then the AG would only accept my plea if I said what I did was not medical and was for my own pleasure. They forced me to say that or they were going to trial and not accepting the plea. I wanted to plead no contest, but the AG refused that. I was so manipulated by family, and now Aquilina. And all I wanted was to minimize stress to everyone, like I was earlier. Going down a little bit further. In addition, with the federal case, my medical treatments with the Olympic-slash-national team gymnastics were discussed as part of the plea. The FBI investigated them in 2015 and found nothing substantial because it was medical. Now they are seeking the media attention and financial reward. Withdraw your plea? No, Your Honor. Because you are guilty,
3: aren't
5: you? Are you guilty, sir? I said my plea, exactly.
3: So I think that that was exactly what needed to happen. Yeah. And um, after she's done reading it, she tosses it aside in what has now become um, a gif.
2: Yeah, yeah, all over the internet.
3: Because she, I mean, rightfully so, is just <laughs> what is this trash? I mean, you're there's something very wrong with this man. Um, I know understatement of the year. But, yeah. Right. Um, I if if he isn't killed in prison uh, immediately, I hope that they can um like study him a little bit and try to you know see what the hell is wrong. With him. um, You're making a face at that.
2: No, no. I'm just. uh, There's something fucking wrong with him for sure.
3: Right. But there are other people out there like this. Yeah, yeah. And um, his level of. I don't know what else to call it. um, Delusion where he is saying that his treatments worked.
2: I was a good doctor. My treatments worked. These patients returned to me and referred others to me. Right. Where all in his mind that that means what he was doing wasn't horrific abuse.
3: Right. And and if you haven't read the details, he was abusing these girls when he was supposed to be treating them. Some of them. So the medical ones, um, they're distinguishing between medical and then when he was on his like personal time at friends' houses and things like that. Yeah, yeah. And so girls would come in to be treated for something and he would sexually assault them in the treatment, under the guise of treatment. Um,
2: Some of the women who gave their victim impact statements, who were Olympians, talked about that they were competing in the Olympics and their vagina was sore because what he had done to them the night before. Mm -hmm. And he was such a manipulative fuck that he convinced them that this was just part of the training. This was part of what you need to do. And a lot of these girls who were raised from early ages doing gymnastics, being treated by him, had it in their mind that this is just part of the sacrifice to be a champion. Right. Uh, 175 years uh, seems appropriate. Up to. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's up to meaning. Um,
3: yeah, but he's for sure going to die. He's- well, w-
2: what it means is he's he's eligible for parole in 40 years. There's no chance of him getting out of prison what before about the 40 60? years.
3: There's still the 60. Isn't the 40 added on to the 60?
2: You know, It's all concurrent. It's not. It's uh, he's. He's never getting out of prison for sure. Cuz it's all different sentencing from different crimes.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Again, like you said about him talking about porn. Right. For the porn.
3: Uh-huh. Like he
2: was just on Pornhub or whatever. Right. Come on.
3: Well, even that All of that was followed by and they can't prove that I had it yeah. or whatever. Well, right. obviously they could because like you got 60 years.
2: And then hell hath no fury like a woman scorned.
3: Yeah. And, and this is gasped, a nightmare.
2: Obviously. Oh, this is a this has been a nightmare for me. Oh, has it? Has it been a fucking nightmare for you, poor sad guy? How
3: old do you think he is? How old is he? Do we know?
2: Sixty. Yeah, so he's for sure gonna die. And she yeah. for sure
3: she said that that she signed his death warrant. That's right. And um, he's he's gonna die in prison.
2: As well, he should.
3: Well, and I wonder, you know, because things don't go well for child molesters in prison. No. I wonder if they're going to, you know. I mean, I've heard stories that guards, you know, know what you did, and that the guards sometimes facil- they're facilitate that. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, they,
2: they like turn their back. They just happen to not be in the room when you right. get fucking the fuck beat out of you or yeah. killed or whatever.
3: Yeah. So he's he's never going to be on the streets again. Yeah. You're never going to be walking down the street and, oh my god. There's that guy that violated you, that abused you. You know, that's never going to have to happen. They don't have to worry about that. And that must be so healing. I mean, it's still going to be a long road to recovery. There's still healing. But it helps to not have to worry about your predator ever coming near you again
2: or anyone else because i'm sure yes. there's a lot oh, of sure. there's a lot of guilt surrounding right um there i mean there would have to be
3: right a, no, some did of this-
2: i do enough um or guilt that they didn't do anything and then subsequent girls were also molested i mean
3: some of the girls said that
2: yeah uh just terrible just yeah. terrible
3: yeah
2: uh, i talked about last episode that I, I believe there should be criminal charges brought against individuals at uh, michigan state university And uh, today, the president of Michigan State University, who was resistant to resigning, is stepping the fuck down tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Um, There's there's a lot of complicity involved from coaches all the way up to some of these higher level people who knew about this. Who told these girls, you don't know the difference between a medical procedure... And sexual assault.
3: So weird. I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand.
2: Criminal fucking negligence. When when you get something like that reported, you look into it.
3: Well, I don't understand how so many people in positions of power that have obviously been successful enough to get into those positions of power where they're running things yeah. at a very high level at a university or at an organization.
2: At a major university. And they
3: have such horrible judgment and like what kind of moral compass yeah. is this i i
2: w- one of the board members for the college for the university was on a radio show i don't know the guy's name i can't think of his name and he said well you know i don't think that the president should step down you know there she's there's all kinds of other stuff that's going on at the university uh that doesn't involve this this nasser thing
6: mm.
2: like oh this this nasser thing, yeah, it's right. like that's ah, it's just this other thing. There's all kinds of other very important things are going on. Right, a man who 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 assaulted, sexually assaulted, going on two hundred fucking people. Right, people heads need to roll, and I hope that this doesn't just get swept under the rug. I hope that more than just the president. Anybody who had who had a hand, who, anybody who was in a position to know, anybody who was in a position to do something and did not do it, is negligent and needs to lose their fucking jobs.
3: I do want to say this: this judge um,
2: Aquilina, I think her name is.
3: She is fantastic, and like we said last time, she opened up more time for ho- however many people were wanting to come forward and yeah. read a statement. She would open up more time. And when they came to speak, she would ask them, what do you want me to know? And they would give their statement and she would empower them and say, thank you for sharing. You are so strong. And she would just give them a little bit of encouragement and appreciation, show appreciation for their courage. Yeah. And I mean, I can't imagine how terrifying that would be to walk into that courtroom. You're being recorded it's gonna be on CNN you yeah. know um
2: idiots like us are gonna talk about you're it.
3: facing this monster and talking about what he did and you're talking about your trauma and
2: coming out of a culture of silence yeah I yeah. mean
3: it, that's so hard and so I'm glad that that judge was there to encourage them and make sure that they knew that she was on their side yeah. and supporting them yeah. through it
2: it's awesome.
3: So you can do that or you can go to dollamore.com slash Amazon and buy something super awesome and expensive on Amazon. <laughs> and <laughs> Something you're
2: going to buy anyway.
3: Yeah, something you're going to buy anyway. Um, And we also appreciate those of you who have gone to dollamore.info to buy yourself a tote or a mug or a t-shirt. We have the Euro Puppet shirts. Um, we need
2: to add to the stable of shirts we have. Yeah, hashtag
3: yeah. Classy Laid. Um, we have the I Doubt It With Dollamore logo on there. Um, classy Laid mugs, Classy Laid tote. I Doubt It With Dollamore tote. Okay, a you lot get of it. Good There's stuff. a lot of good products over there. So go ahead and check that out. Um, we love the support and we appreciate all of it.
2: Although we don't have any new names to announce today. It's, it's okay. It's, a, it's an opportunity to To reach out to the rest of the audience that has not yet joined the patreon family, gotten their stickers, joined us for the the monthly hangout calls that we do, and also taken part in the uh, the live streams which this next this last live stream was for the audience in general, YouTube and podcast, and then only because we were late last week and uh you know whatever and then this Coming Sunday is the last Sunday of the of the month, which we are reserving for also uh, wide distribution. It won't just be for Patreon people. So we look forward to seeing uh, everybody there, and you can check it out and see if that's something that you would be uh, into. All right.
1: stalemocracy facing down pessimistic politics with realistic optimism.
2: As many of you probably know, there was a school shooting in Kentucky the other day. The eleventh school shooting of this year.
3: Isn't that crazy?
2: It it is unfucking tenable. Disgusting. And anytime you go to talk about it, it is oh no, hey, we can't politicize that.
3: Well, I read an article today that said that um, I think some sort of um, gun control advocate organization um, said that it averages to like once a week. There's right. a I don't know if it was a school shooting specifically or just a mass shooting in general.
2: Well, this is like once every other day.
3: Yeah, and you don't even hear about them. Is the yeah, thing right? Um, so common. Yeah, I mean, this Kentucky one made the news, and then there was one in Texas that happened, that made the news, but many of these don't make major news.
2: Listen to this exchange between a, a White House correspondent and White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Things got a little heated, and it just shows just the rank partisanship shittiness an inhumanity that the Trump administration shows, and I'm generally a Republican administration who will not act in the face of a situation that needs a solution. they really only a political su- solution is going to do the job here, and they fucking refuse.
1: Here, let me ask you, on Tuesday it was a high school in Kentucky. Monday a school cafeteria outside Dallas, a charter school parking lot uh, in New Orleans as well. There have been 11 shootings at schools in the first 23 days of this year. In October after the Vegas shooting, you said it was an unspeakable tragedy from that podium, you said it was a day for consoling survivors and mourning those who we lost. But you said there's a time and place for a political debate. What has the president done in the time since October to try to prevent any of these shootings from taking place?
7: look um, I think first and foremost uh, to recognize that.
2: let's remember what the question was what has the president done since October to mitigate these these occurrences to to, 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 to make sure that something like this doesn't take place again that was the question what has the president done since October
7: At any loss of life is incredibly sad and any shooting at any school across this country is something that should never happen Uh, Students fearing for their lives while they're attempting to get an education is unacceptable. Uh, certainly in this administration and by this administration. Um, the President believes that all Americans deserve to be safe in their schools and in their communities. We've had two years of increased violence prior to the President taking office. Uh, we've tried to crack down on crime throughout the country. The President instructed his administration um, to make the recent crime wave a top priority. Some of the things that they've accomplished in that process and been focused on is they've charged more defendants with violent crime offenses than in any year in in decades they've charged the most federal firearm prosecutions in a decade, and they've convicted 1,200 gang members and took down numerous drug trafficking organizations, all in an attempt to help create safer and better communities and certainly safer schools. Thanks so much, sir. To be clear, you
1: were talking, you said we all agree that we want students to be safe at schools, that's not in dispute, and we all agree we don't want there to be crime. But what is the president specifically doing? You guys said at the time today was not the day, but we should have these Look, policies. I just I you just read off
7: a lot of the things that he you said, said he's doing.
1: Policy conversation. So the question is, what is the policy the president's willing to pursue or actively direct others to pursue to help make sure that these students? are safe.
7: Look, I know the Department of Justice instructed ATF to do a thorough review uh, on a number of firearm provisions. That is ongoing, and it will be submitted to uh, the Office of Management and Budget. We're going through that process. That policy review and that policy discussion is taking place. At the same time, the President has instructed the Department of Justice to crack down and make the crime wave that took place long before the President ever came into office a major priority, and you're seeing that happen. You're seeing a Department of Justice that is being active empowering its law enforcement to crack down on crime and that's what those results that i just read out to you show is that they're the putting wave, a focus on that
1: seem to be their own category we agree we don't want I crime i think they're
7: part of a crime wave absolutely i don't think you can completely separate the two um, they are a Part of domestic violence, and I think that it certainly would be part of a crime wave that we are focused on addressing. And you can see some of the things that we've done since well, taking office for
1: the nation and tell Americans how he feels about this issue and try to do what he can with the bully pulpit. I, I, I think to help. he
7: has, Peter. I mean, to sit there and question—I'm sorry, hold on. I was polite and let you finish, but let let me be very clear on this: the fact that you're basically accusing the president of being complicit in a school shooting is outrageous.
1: His advertisement that accuses the Democrats of being complicit on a different topic. I'm not accusing the president of anything. Ignoring I'm the fact of the, the safety and security
7: of our borders is very different. The president has been very clear and instructed the top law enforcement agency in this country to crack down on crime and to do everything they can to prevent these types of things. We've talked about it here numerous times, and we're going to continue moving forward in that process. Thanks, guys.
3: So what is the president doing to address school shootings, Sarah? Well, he just got back from working undercover as a gang member, and he is addressing (laughs) the gang violence. Yeah. I just, I don't understand the spinning, spinning, spinning.
2: Also, something I noticed that I, I hadn't noticed the first time I listened to the clip, and that is... You know, he. We're really doing a lot of stuff to to tackle this crime wave that started long before he came into office. Right. So again, it's like, look, this isn't my deal, man. Yeah. This is somebody else. Oh, it's it's always deflection. It's not about me. Look, I didn't start this problem. You're the fucking president.
3: Yeah. I also. I wish the reporter would have said, I'm not saying he's complicit in anything president trump is the one releasing um news updates what is it a press release is that what he released yeah saying that democrats are complicit in murder
2: oh that's an ad that's a political ad you want to hear it
3: in murder he yeah. should have flat out said that he said complicit in like other things uh, uh, uh,
2: uh, so to
5: something that's unrelated yeah, yeah
3: but murder
5: let's listen to that ad that's illegal immigrant Luis Bracamontes, charged with murdering two police officers. I wish I more of those it's pure evil. <laughs> President Trump is right. Build the wall. Deport criminals. Stop illegal immigration now. Democrats who stand in our way will be complicit in every murder committed by illegal immigrants. President Trump will fix our border and keep our families safe. I'm Donald Trump, and I approve this message.
3: That's real? That's real. That's from him?
2: That Yes. That is a campaign ad.
3: It's pure evil.
2: That uh, <laughs> I am an over-the-top commercial guy, and that is pure <laughs> evil. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday at the Monster Truck Rally!
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> what are they doing? Oh, my God. Well... Uh, that's, listen to that
5: charge. <laughs> Democrats who stand in our way will be complicit in every murder committed by illegal immigrants... Democrats who stand in our way. What, what are they
2: doing? What the fuck are they doing? Oh! And then she has the temerity to say it is outrageous that you would say he's complicit in these school shootings. Well, one, <laughs> I didn't fucking say that, you hillbilly. Well, and two. Maybe he is if he's not going to fucking do anything. Every politician that doesn't do something. Maybe they are. Maybe they do have a little blood on their hands. Come on. Two kids are fucking dead in Kentucky. As a result of a problem that could have been dealt with decades ago. And I don't have all the solutions. But God damn it. The president of the United States and Congress, they should, because they have the power to change things. Fucking, what kind of ad is that? I don't know, I'm asking you like I need answers, but God, come on.
3: I think there needs to be a conversation about how these kids are getting these guns, and um i mean they have to be getting them at home or from a friend's house or something either way the guns are not being locked up appropriately or something yes um because the fact that these kids can take a gun from someone's home and put it in their backpack and then walk into school and start shooting their classmates 11 times so far this year um when are we going to start talking about, like, how these kids are getting access to these guns? I yeah. mean, are, are people just leaving the guns, like, around their house? Are they just, like, leaving them? Uh, I think that's very common, In yeah. drawers and
2: yeah, sure. just
3: letting them, you know.
2: Well, I remember growing up, I grew up in a household with all kinds of guns. And uh, it was always kind of a mantra that there, we don't have guns in a safe or in a lockbox because what if you need it? Mm-hmm. What if the the fucking intruders like a movie break into your house and are going to take you hostage? What are you going to do if you can't fumble around with the combination on the lockbox or the safe or the it just it's a you don't live. It's not fucking the movie movie taken. You're not, you know, uh, Liam Neeson.
3: Well, I think you're explaining what the issue is, actually, because that makes a lot of sense that people who want to have guns they don't have them to like look at <laughs> um because they're pretty they want them for protection yeah and so they need to have them accessible and so they don't want to put them somewhere where it's difficult to get them they want it to be in the the nightstand. they want it to be under the mattress i don't know if that's a thing um p- please i hope it's not um <laughs> you know but somewhere where they can just grab it yeah. but that also Easily means at
2: fingers tip
3: Right, but that also means that it's somewhere where a kid can grab That's it. Exactly right. And in addition to kids shooting themselves or shooting kids that they're playing with and trying to show the gun and they don't mean to, they can take that gun to school and kill their classmates.
2: Listen, what would you think, what would a conservative think if you had a fucking glass of poison that tasted like strawberry shortcake and left it out on the, on the coffee table? And your six-year-old, your seven-year-old, your eight-year-old smells it. Ah, smells like cotton candy. Or what did I say? Strawberry shortcake. And they drank it. That parent would be negligent. Mm -hmm. There's no difference here. Guns are exciting. That's why people are fucking gun nuts. They're obsessed with guns. They get a rush from firing guns. It's exciting to fire guns. A machine gun, an assault rifle, a handgun it is it's it's a it's a rush it I, is
3: I think it's kind of scary, so a kid <sighs> is honest. going to
2: be drawn to that, yeah. a child is going to be drawn to that. I'm just talking about like gun deaths in the home and shit, so why don't why is it not negligence of a parent, criminal negligence if you leave your weapon accessible to a fucking child?
3: well, and I also think maybe there's parents who who think, oh you know i've I've taught my child right. about how dangerous this is. Very I've,
2: common argument, too.
3: I've taught them, like, how to handle it in a certain way, and they won't... They
2: respect the power of the gun. Yeah, they <laughs> won't They
3: won't do that when I'm not around or whatever. Right. Well, you don't know, because what if their friend comes over, and they want to show off to their friend, and, you know, then things go wrong. I mean, it just...
2: Or they do what millions of adults do, have done, right. and shoot it thinking it's unloaded it's loaded
3: yeah it doesn't seem like a chance that people should take is what no. i'm saying but i don't know this it, but this also this conversation is like off limits you know because well, especially
2: in the wake of a tragedy
3: not only that but i'm talking about with gun people like you can't have these conversations because they feel attacked you know by the snowflakes and but
2: also the black silent helicopters are going to come get them take their guns obama
3: yeah, like they feel like you're telling them how to live their life. And yeah. like basic safety issues are like telling them how to live their life. <laughs> yeah. And I I don't know. It just seems too important to tiptoe around their feelings. I don't know.
2: And there's bad thinking about this on both sides of the aisle. We have a Democratic uh, c- candidate running for our Congress seat here. Tony Zakakis, is that his name? Tony, Tony Z? Tony... I don't know. Former Marine pilot, he let everybody know like 25 times. Yeah, we
3: won't go into the nicknames that I had for people, but I don't know their actual names because I had nicknamed them based right. on their personality character.
2: He was lazy guy. Oh, okay. He was lazy guy. Got it. We could say it.
3: <laughs> that one. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them were
2: So anyway, uh, mean. this guy, when questioned about, do you think that we should have mandatory safety training for gun owners, he was, oh, no, 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 that's 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 a bridge too far. We yeah. shouldn't do that. Yeah. Well, hey, fuck. To drive a car, you need to take driver's ed, which can be considered safety training. Why in the fuck would it be easier to have a weapon that can kill hundreds of people? But you got to take driver's ed? No, that's just common sense.
3: Well, I love how he said that it's taking it too far. Well, aren't things being taken too far already? Yeah. I mean... It's a
2: Democrat we're talking well, about, Well, it's folks. time
3: to try something. It's time to try something different. Fucking because stupid. This is this is getting worse. And you have the NRA and Dana Loesch and all of these people, like, creating these crazy commercials yeah. about... And
2: we're the only country on the fucking planet that's not in a war-torn situation where this happens.
3: Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, we could keep talking about it, but it's we're not doing anything. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's not going anywhere, when I, is what I'm saying. We'd
2: love to know what you think. 657-464-7609. Of course, you can always email a voice memo from your smartphone to I doubt it at com.
3: I'd be particularly interested to hear from people who grew up in a household with guns. And maybe if they had uh, that kind of environment where the guns were just laying around and what that was like.
2: Let's also say I'm not anti-gun. Yeah. Uh, If you want to own a handgun and you're doing it right and it's locked up and you shouldn't, why would we create laws to keep law-abiding people, people who aren't doing wrong shit from having a gun? I, I don't have a problem with that. But there is a problem in our country that we need to address as responsible fucking citizens. Well... Innocent kids are being fucking gunned down.
3: Well, and when I said that I was kind of freaked out by guns, the reason that is, (laughs) I don't know if I've talked about this, but I- But you wanted to be a cop. I wanted to be a cop. (laughs) And um, I went to a cop camp when I was- (laughs)
2: Wow. I've never heard it called that. (laughs)
3: When I was, I think I was 16. You went to like
2: Post Academy, which is where cops get trained, but you were like in a junior- Yeah. Like they wanted to wet your whistle.
3: Yeah. And we had to do-
2: your
6: whistle we had
3: to do all of the the stuff that that cops would do if they were in their training we had to wake up early our beds were inspected we had to have a maid we had to exercise constantly it was a lot of fun um but one of the things we did was go to the shooting range and they literally had to stop the session and come over to me because i was like a (laughs) an urgent safety concern (laughs) um right. and and teach me how to shoot, like specifically come over to me and help me, yeah, and yeah. it was very embarrassing, um, but that's why I'm a little freaked out because I think I am a terrible shot, yeah, and I probably shouldn't have one, um, and
2: I <laughs> I'm a good shot.
3: Okay. Well, now that we're on this topic, I have to tell another story. Because when I when I was at this cop camp... Look, I have
2: evangelicals to shit all over. Okay, what are I you know, doing? But when
3: I was at this cop camp, there was this... Spoiler um, alert. This simulation, this computer simulation that they use for training cops. And you are met with a situation on the screen. And you have your little toy gun on your hip. And you talk to the screen. Like as, men in
2: black. When he's going through the thing and he's got the the monsters
3: yeah except for it's you know on a computer screen, yeah yeah and it's pre recorded, yeah, and you're supposed to interact with the person who comes up to the camera, you're supposed to yell your orders, you're supposed to do all the things like you're like you're supposed to do, <laughs> and so oh,
2: I wonder where this is going, and so
3: I got a domestic <laughs> violence situation and this woman ran out of the house and was crying and said that her husband was, you know, attacking her and he had a knife <laughs> and I was like, Oh, does he have any other weapons? You know, like yelling at the screen. And then he comes out with the knife and he starts waving it around. Like he has it in his hand and he's waving it around. I keep saying, drop, you, drop your weapon. And finally I just shot him in the head <laughs> and they ended, wow. they ended the game and they were like, what, what did you do? And I was like, well, I, he wouldn't dro- drop the weapon. He keeps waving the knife around in my face. And they're like, you can't... In your face? How close was he? You can't shoot people in the head. <laughs> and I was like, really? Because I've seen the news. And... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you guys seem like you're up to some stuff. So that's uh, great. I just learned from watching the news. I don't know. I've seen
2: Bad Boys a whole bunch of times, and they don't seem to have a problem. Yeah,
3: I don't know. I've seen some body cam footage. So
2: Bad Boys, Bad Boys.
3: You, what you, you think do? the show is called Bad Boys? The show is called Cops.
2: No, I just went from Bad Boys, the movie with Will Smith. Oh, okay. And Martin Lawrence. Okay to the show cops. Okay. That was just a complete coincidence. Holy shit.
3: I think you're trying to explain No, no, away. that's a total
2: coincidence cuz then okay. you've watched a lot of show a lot of cop shows.
3: I have. I've watched a lot of cops. Yeah. I also used to live in a perpetual cop episode.
2: All right. Well, listen, speaking <laughs> of uh speaking of shitty hypocrisy, we're going to move on because we're we're sitting here going late. Um People
3: like it when we do that. L- let's
2: talk about this ridiculous, it's making, I'm very angry about this the last few days.
3: Mm.
2: <laughs> what, what does that sound?
3: Uh, I just feel like uh, there's been a lot of anger on the show, so it's going to continue.
2: Have you, have you participated in one of our shows before? A
3: little bit. Yeah,
2: it's episode 375.
3: Mild participation.
2: <laughs> Mostly asleep. Yeah. Good times. Well, Tony Perkins is the president of the Family Research Research Council. (laughs) Fucking hate this guy. He is a guy who has said that God sends us storms to punish us because of homosexuality. Perfect. Franklin Graham is another one. Says the same kind of things. Battles Islam constantly. Jerry Falwell Jr., of course, is Jerry Falwell Jr., All three of these ding-dongs have been brought on to CNN this week to talk about Donald Trump and his many affairs. One especially, because it's in the news, is with a fucking porn star whom he paid, maybe with campaign cash, possibly with campaign cash, $130,000 to keep her mouth closed.
3: Stormy Daniels.
2: Stormy Daniels. Well, here is Tony Perkins, who recently this week said, ah, Trump gets a mulligan for this kind of behavior.
0: You used the exact word mulligan to talk about this. And obviously the most recent allegations involve an affair with a porn star uh, that began a few months after his wife gave birth, uh, the president's wife. And they also involve the president's personal attorney reportedly paying off the porn star for her silence. And you're saying you get a mulligan, you get a do-over here. I'm quoting you. Why?
5: Well, if this uh, behavior were occurring today, right now, as he is president of the United States, I can assure you that my support and the support of evangelicals Uh, would be dissipating very rapidly. But we're talking about something that occurred 10 years ago, among uh, a number of things that occurred with this president prior to being president. And myself, along with a lot of evangelicals, were not supportive of him in the primary. In fact, I campaigned hard for one of his competitors. It was when it was down to him and Hillary Clinton, he wanted to have the support of evangelicals, and he came to them saying, I'm going to pro, pro, pro-life pro justices. I'm, I'm picking a pro-life conservative running mate. And he embraced himself in the most conservative party platform uh, ever. And yes, evangelicals, conservatives gave him a mulligan. They let him have a do-over. They said, we'll, uh, we'll start afresh with you, and we'll give you a second chance. And there are people, evangelicals understand what a second chance means and that's what that comment was made in the oh, context oh yeah there.
3: they love second chances for everybody, yeah, everybody. it's a very equal opportunity second chance <laughs> um this is i mean obviously maddening
8: rank
2: hypocrisy
3: and you know donald trump is i i forgot because i i wanted to Google his age. How old is he? 71 years old. He's 71 years old. Okay. And so this was kind of a defense when the Access Hollywood tape came out. And we talked about this. Where people were saying that was a while ago or whatever. Yeah. He was over 50 when that happened. Right. So how long are we going to give men, um, Donald Trump in particular, in this situation, time to mature and start like being held responsible for their choices and also maybe starting to wonder if maybe their choices and their personality are like just who they are. And maybe they don't get a pass at 71 because they've shown a pattern of behavior over their whole life that is very consistent.
2: Also, why, why is this special line of demarcation made between when he took office as president of the United States, and any time before that, ah, that was before he was president, total indemnification and forgiveness from a uh, Jesus uh, prior to that. But if he was doing that now, oh, man, look out. Uh the so righteous evangelicals would be, we'd be crying out for his impeachment and his removal. Get the fuck out of here. It's ridiculous.
3: Well, what about uh, Clinton? Does Clinton get a second chance? Well, that's,
2: that's why they're making that distinction. And all three of these ding-dongs do it. Clinton did bad shit in office with Monica Lewinsky.
3: Okay, so... So
2: that's why they're saying, oh, well, if he was doing this in office, that's, that's a whole different story. Look, the man's the man. If he did it when he was d- back then, he's still a man now. Whether he's president shouldn't matter. his moral character is impeachable by evangelical standards,
3: yeah, and also the um you know l g b t community do they get like a pass right or are you still? Um, flinging vitriol their way and making their life miserable and advocating for policies that um, discriminate against them and make their life more difficult.
2: They most certainly are.
3: So this is just very frustrating, and I don't understand why Donald Trump, I mean, (laughs) listen to him talk on Howard Stern, listen to him on the Access Hollywood tape. We know who this person is, we know how this person interacts with women to think that it is unheard of that he would scam on a porn star. And the way that she, you know, <laughs> tells the story, it seems very Donald Trump
2: and and told the story to In Touch magazine in 2011 before anybody knew any of these key players before anybody knew the name of his body. How the fuck would she know the name of the bodyguard
5: right.
3: in
2: 2011?
3: Right. And it's strange to me that this isn't a bigger story. It's having a hard time rising to the top. Because there's so much. Yeah, there's so much. But also, if this was Obama, and I know people have already said this, but if this was Obama...
2: Oh, my God.
3: I cannot imagine what people would be doing. It's actually terrifying to think about. And Donald Trump somehow gets a pass. And I've seen Christians on my social network... Um, sharing positive things about him, even after this news, and you read that in Touch Week, in Touch Weekly, yeah, um, interview. And the biggest takeaway for me was that uh, they had sex without protection.
5: You, yikes!
3: No condom. Yeah, is what she says.
2: So that even goes to judgment.
3: <laughs> that is horrifying. So, so,
2: so listen, Donald Trump. By any metric, is the least Christian or Christ-like president we have ever had. And you've got men like Franklin Graham, the son of Billy Graham,
6: defending Donald Trump. Why do you think evangelicals were so willing to call out, say, Bill Clinton's behavior, but not President Trump's?
9: I think that's a, a very good question, Don, and, and I appreciate that. Uh, the, the difference is is, is what uh, happened with Bill Clinton. He did this.
2: Well, that's a really good question, Don, and thank you for asking that. And by the way, while I'm on it, uh, you're going to burn in hell because you're a homosexual. Homosexual sex is uh, an abomination unto God. Uh,
9: but let me continue while he was in office and and that's the difference and what kennedy did uh the affairs he had was while he was in office uh the affairs that uh johnson had while, while he was in office uh these alleged affairs uh they're alleged with uh trump didn't happen while he's in office this, this happened uh you know 11 12 13 14 years ago and so uh i think that there's a big difference and that's a that's a lifetime ago Brittany. That's a lifetime
2: ago. 13 years ago, he was a 50-year-old a man. He was, he was 57 years old. Mm-hmm.
9: 57 years old. Franklin Graham. Not that we, we give anybody a pass, but uh. I, we have to look at the timeline. And that was before he was in office. And I think uh, the president has changed quite a bit in the mm. last 11 years mm-hmm. at least uh, i okay. have seen that well, well let's say that and because I think
6: there's a maturing of, of the president okay <laughs> have you read his? have you read his twitter account because uh, listen
3: you know you gotta love those 60 year olds when they hit 60 and they start maturing that's, That's right. That's really typical. <laughs>
6: There's been a
9: a stark maturation maturation
2: process of the president. Yeah, uh, he's he's just a different man. Uh, this last year, he doesn't. He's not a bully. Mm-hmm. He's not. Uh, he's not picking fights with people. He's not bringing us to the brink of nuclear war. He's just. He's really a solid character.
3: Yeah, you know those... (laughs) Fucking
2: Franklin Graham.
3: Those 50s, they're filled with, you know, partying and poor decisions. But then you hit 60 and you really get it together. (laughs) You know, that's the time that you really pull your life together.
6: A number of different things here. What he admitted to was the Access Hollywood tape, right? That happened. uh, It came out. you, You were already supporting him when that came out. You didn't take your support away. But I didn't um, support that, bond. Okay, but, I didn't
9: support that.
6: But you are you're, you're saying <laughs> in one voice that you didn't support that, but you're still supporting him. And then also uh, uh, the payout to the porn star, that was in 2016. That wasn't 11 years ago. That's now. Um, threatened nuclear war <laughs> well, with North Korea. It, the That's story now. came out. He calls for a ban on religions entering the, the, the country. That's now. Um, he has 15 accusers. Some of them said it was, it was shorter than uh, a long time ago, as, as you said. He started a fight with the Gold Star family. He started a fight with Gold Star widows. He fights with people on Twitter. He uses the word hole" about certain countries. <laughs> That's all in the current time, timing now. That's not from years ago. So that argument that he has changed or he has somehow evolved, that just doesn't stand. Most people don't see that.
9: Well, no, but the, 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 the affairs that Clinton had were while he was in the Oval Office. Uh, Johnson, Kennedy, the same thing. There are more now, to a person's characters with, than with
6: affair. You're saying that the only thing that matters is, a, is, I, it, is an affair?
9: No. No, that's what you spend a lot of time, Don, on the media, focusing on this. But uh, you take his, uh, his rough language. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of uh, presidents that have had rough language. Uh, and, and a lot of these things that have been accused of the president, uh, I, I'm not sure are true. He says he didn't do it, and uh, and the others have said he didn't do it. So but does that make it uh, right because someone else mask, is uh, because
6: someone else is a sinner or someone else used yes. bad language? That and this president uses bad language. Does that make it no. right? That we shouldn't excuse the, the behavior from any president. isn't the president supposed to be a role model for all?
9: Well, you, you you certainly want them to be a role model, but he's he's a businessman, Don. He's not he's not a politician, and so this is new territory for him. And and I believe he, listen, he's, Don, I he's believe a all of us but are, are you centers, saying all of us but are, are you centers,
6: saying business people don't no, have I'm morals saying, as well, Reverend? No, 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 and no, they don't they shouldn't on, have standards. God, that's not what I'm saying at all? But you're just you're saying he is because a businessman, not a politician. He's the president of the United that's States. That's not
9: what. I he's a businessman. And uh, when he's in business meetings, uh, he talks a certain way, and he's trying to get the point across. But Don, I believe I believe Donald Trump is a, is a good man, and I believe he's president of the United States for a reason. I think God put him there. Mm, uh, yes, he offended everybody, just like you said. And he did. to be he did everything wrong as a candidate. And he, he won. And I, just, I don't understand it, other than I think God put him there. You supported of you are You and me and, and Donald Trump, there's a lot that we can do to improve. Donald Trump yeah. is not perfect. Yeah. He's not president perfect. I get it. And I believe that when I, I, president perfect comes down the road, we'll vote for him.
3: Um, so I, (laughs) I love that his argument is basically like Donald Trump has aged out of being desirable to women. And so he no longer is able to like sexually exploit them and harass them. (laughs) I mean, is that his argument? Because that's what I'm starting to. Well,
2: listen, it's, uh, it is rank hypocrisy.
3: Well, I mean, is that what he, like the change has occurred because it's no longer like an option?
2: I, I don't know. I It's hard to follow because he was, it was businessman. It was rough talk, constantly going back to notice he only mentioned Democrats who had affairs in office. Johnson, I, which I didn't know about. Johnson, Kennedy, Clinton, all Democrats. Republicans, Republicans don't do bad stuff in office, you know.
3: Especially the ones who believe in Jesus. Right. Mm-hmm.
2: Come on. It is disgusting. Yeah. This is an evangelical leader talking about a president who fucked a porn star. Not a secretary or a co-worker. A porn star. Which to me, there's no difference. But I'm not an evangelical Christian who goes out on crusades preaching the gospel of Jesus. That's not what I do.
3: Are you sure? Because you have a voice for it.
2: That's what he does.
3: Mm. That's what his father did. He does not have a voice for it. (laughs) He could use your voice.
2: So here, we're going to wrap this up with the evangelical side of things, with Jerry Falwell Jr., the man who early on supported Donald Trump, invited him to Liberty University, Where Donald Trump made the two Corinthians gap. (laughs) But still, he's a man of God. God put him in office. We need to stand. You you dare not touch God's anointed. You will be stricken down. I assume is what they say.
0: Mm. And more breaking news this hour. Stormy (laughs) Daniels speaking out. The porn star sitting down for an interview with Inside Edition. Amid reports of an alleged 2006 affair with Donald Trump, as well as allegations of a payoff just before the election, to be quiet about it. In a clip of the interview, she talks about the attention she's been receiving.
6: Did you ever think that you'd be able to turn on CNN or Fox News or MSNBC and your name and the president's name together in the same sentence over and over and over? No.
7: Does anyone? No one ever looked twice at me before and now suddenly everyone's looking at me.
0: Up front now, Jerry Falwell, Jr. He's the president of Liberty University, the largest Christian university in the world, and has been a a long and staunch Trump supporter. Uh, Jerry, good to have you with me. Uh, Glad to have you back. You know, Stormy Daniels, um, obviously doing an interview now, she confirmed this alleged affair to In Touch magazine all the way back in 2011, in which she spoke in great detail, uh, including details about members of the president's inner circle, uh, that it would be hard to imagine anyone knowing.
8: And then she... she, and then she recanted that completely. In 2011, she denied it happened. She deli- denied it again 2016, 2018. So did the president, and I believe both of them.
0: Okay. She just just to be clear, at the time she took a polygraph test. And she passed it.
8: Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so I don't know how I could polygraph tests are, but I know she denied it happened three times in three different years. So did the president. And I think what what the press misunderstands about evangelicals so often is that our whole faith is based. Now I'm not a pastor. I'm an attorney. I was a commercial real estate developer before I became a college president. Right. But what, what they don't understand about evangelicals is our whole faith is based on the theology of forgiveness of the, on the fact that we, I mean, we believe Jesus mm-hmm. taught also that all of us are sinners. We all sin every day. And that's why evangelicals supported Trump mm-hmm so strongly because that's their theology, and he supported the policies that they thought were important, protecting right. the borders, cutting taxes, all the th- appointing the Supreme Court justice, um, justices that are mm-hmm. strict constructionists, all those things, just like the average men and women. And so I just don't think it's fair to just to look at evangelicals as a bunch of judgmental more or less, when Jesus right. said, judge not lest you be judged.
0: I understand that. You know, you, you don't want to be seen as judgmental. But I think what confuses me yeah. and many others is you say you're about forgiveness. But, but when, when someone has more than a dozen women who've accused, them, uh, accused him of, of, of assault, unwanted touching, he's admitted to it on tape, uh, even putting aside this porn star, which would have been a consensual affair if it happened everyone keeps saying forgive and my question to you is how many times i mean if you stand for the issue of well, familial fidelity all these, all and integrity things, how many times does it take before you say this is a person who lacks character
8: all these things were years ago he apologized he's it's not those things that, that i hear about from years ago he not even if they happen he is he apologized a different person for, for the he, tape he's not, he's, he
0: apologized for the tape he's
8: not right that's what i'm talking about but he's not He's not the same person now that he was back then. I believe he's changed. And Jesus said that if, if you lust after a woman in your heart, it's the same as committing adultery. It's, you, you're just as bad as the person who has. And that's not why helping, bro. our whole faith is based around <laughs> the idea that we're all equally bad. We're all sinners. We all need Christ's forgiveness. And that's why evangelicals are so quick to forgive Donald Trump oh. when he asked for forgiveness for things that happened oh. 10, 15 years ago.
0: So... So you think all, all, all men are as, as bad, have done as many bad things as Donald Trump?
8: I think Jesus said that it's all the same. It's all, it's all, they all have the same hearts. If, and he taught that, he said, let him who is without sin cast the first stone. He forgave the thief on the cross. He forgave the adulterers. He okay. did not forgive the establishment elites. He, those were the he ones that the he, he said out were, here. Here. a generation of vipers, hypocrites. And they were the ones that he came down hardest on, the religious elite of his day, and I think that's where we need okay. to understand evangelicals, I, if they're anything, they're anti-establishment. That's why the Protestant Reformation, they split off the Catholic Church. Okay. That's why they left Europe to come to the United States. I guess that's why they fought the Revolutionary War. I
0: understand, but I would, I, I guess I'm surprised. I would think if you say if evangelicals or anything, it wouldn't be anti-establishment. It would be for uh, goodness and kindly, kindliness uh, uh, among people, it would be for morality and character. I just want to quickly and, and quote pers- for you. And, Hold and on, personal, let me just quote for you, Jerry, and, and the, and r- the RNC, former yeah. RNC chairman, Michael Steele, before we go He says, I have a very simple admonition to evangelical leaders like yourself. Just shut the hell up and don't preach to me about anything ever again.
8: (laughs) The left wants to impose their morality on everyone else. Jesus (laughs) said we're to help the poor. No, no, the poor, the the left wants to impose their morality by putting in government officials who take money from their neighbors and give it to the poor instead of doing it themselves like Jesus taught. That's what the left And Christianity is all about. Wow, Uh, right?
3: This is so good. The left
2: wants to put their morality on everybody else, Brittany. Yeah.
3: Um, Okay, I have a lot of things, but the first thing that I want to talk about is he specifically said that when Donald Trump asks for forgiveness from God, blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, July 2015. You remember, Donald Trump was asked... If he has ever asked God for forgiveness.
2: Uh, He flatly said no. Well,
3: I'm going to read the quote. And I mean, it's not like flatly saying no, because again, it's Donald Trump speaking. And (laughs) this is what he said. Quote, I am not sure I have. I just go on and try to do a better job from there. I don't think so. I think if I do something wrong, I think I just try and make it right. I don't bring God into that picture. I don't. Right. Well, that's I don't. This was when he said, when I drink my little wine, right? Yeah. Eat yeah, my yeah. little cracker. <laughs> um, so he doesn't ask God for forgiveness. He doesn't bring God into that when he thinks that he's done something
2: Brittany, wrong. Brittany, that's not a God's business. I'm Donald Trump, everybody.
3: Right. And so you have these evangelical Christian leaders speaking in a way that Donald Trump has never... that's right i mean even come close to touching on these talking points not even close yeah so for him to come out and act like you know donald trump is jesus christ president jesus christ yeah no also what what was he talking about because at until the end there i started to think what is this he's talking like a liberal does when liberals talk about jesus and what jesus yeah, he was for. painting
2: a picture of a liberal jesus
3: yeah i'm like what what is this right now and then he started digging himself a hole talking about the lust and looking at a woman with lust in your heart is <laughs> come on have you seen donald trump talk to women that's yeah. all he does
2: where's the pretty korean lady blah blah, blah. everything's about looks Everything is about that's the the worth of someone.
3: Yeah. In fact, I saw one of my Christian friends on Facebook shared a video um, of all these clips of Donald Trump being such a great person. That was the headline. It was like, look at him. This is who he really is. And the first clip was a woman standing in the audience asking him a question about like how to be successful in her field. And the first thing he says is, well, you seem like a very successful person, you're you're obviously very beautiful. Like, right, that's the first thing. He was just all excited and hot and bothered and ready to go, just sitting there looking at her.
2: You want to spank me with the Fortune magazine? I got one with me on the cover.
3: What I'm saying is he had a lot of <laughs> lust in his heart. Yeah, and he did. I think that he regularly has a lot of lust in his heart. He's walking around lusting all over the place. So <laughs> Ew, I don't know gross. why he said that. Very so, weird. Th-
2: th- th- I'm going to finish with this uh, on the Jerry Falwell clip, and that is he also... Called evangelical, He called Martin Luther, the man who started the Reformation against the Catholic Church or the Christian faith, uh, an evangelical. Though the pilgrims who left Europe, he labeled them evangelicals. And the people who fought the, the, the Revolutionary War, he called them evangelicals. So, uh, Jerry Falwell Jr., get the fuck out of here. You're a moron. Nothing you say matters. Fuck off.
3: In his defense.
2: Oh, here we go. No, I'm not going to wow. defend him. Um,
3: but Aaron Burnett was awesome in that clip. Smashing his dick. She was putting the pressure on him, and he yeah. was trying to interrupt her, and she was like, no, sorry, we don't have enough time. Um, here's the next question.
5: Yeah.
2: So there's one more guy that I'm going to talk about. This is not evangelical, but he is. He was a George W. Bush uh, aide advisor. Matt Schlapp is his name. And here, this is now this is the political arena, not the religious. And this is what they're saying about this Stormy Daniels thing. Which, spoiler alert, effectively it's why are we even talking about this? There's so many other things we could be talking about.
10: Did a reported payout from President Trump's lawyer to a porn star in exchange for her silence about an alleged affair violate election law? A nonpartisan watchdog group, Common Cause, thinks so, and they have filed a complaint with the Justice Department and the Federal Election Commission. Joining us now to discuss this are CNN political commentator Anna Navarro and former political director for President George W. Bush, Matt Schlapp. Great to see both of you. Matt, here's their thinking. They say that these funds were paid, this is what the nonprofit group says, um, for the purpose of influencing the 2016 presidential election. Therefore, they should be considered a campaign expense, and they were not reported. Your thoughts?
11: I don't really have many thoughts on this, Allison. I don't (laughs) know what, I don't even know what we know. Uh, They're basing this on a a publication
2: that is kind of like... Also, (laughs) I want to get this in there. Pay attention... To Allison Camerota, she is not fucking around. She ratchets up the sarcasm, which is very well placed and very much justified in this case.
11: TMZ, a gossip uh, publication. Uh... Originally, sure I mean, but hold on, to, Matt. But there have been sure other, the, there's
10: been other reporting. <laughs> the Wall Street Journal, which is not yeah, YMZ, the reporting
11: on the reporting I know what you're of about. that. In touch the original one, but but Wall Street yes. Journal. do you, re- has, Allison, Do you hold read on, in touch? Hold on. I don't read it, Matt. Do you read I it? do
10: read the Wall Street Journal, and here's what. Uh, they, but I don't
11: read in touch,
10: Matt. Here's what the Wall Street Journal has said. They have determined that there was this LLC, this sort of shell account. That Michael Cohen, the president's lawyer, funneled a hundred and thirty thousand dollar payment to uh Stormy Daniels through her lawyer.
11: So Look, it, it, do you it, think the do- Wall Street Journal is legit? I think the Wall Street Journal is legit, but in all due respect, with everything that's going on in the country, I thought we were going to talk about immigration reform this morning. I thought we were going to talk about the shutdown. I thought we were going to talk about how we're going to fund the government in right. three weeks. And, and we're going to really talk about an article from InTouch magazine on facts we don't even know to be true. We are all better than this. Matt. So, conservatives don't
10: care anymore about (laughs) extramarital
11: affairs? Absolutely. We especially care about it when people use the government, Uh which the Clintons did, Uh to use their government power to try to silence women. I think that is a line that should not be crossed. uh, Matt, hold on. on, Let me get a word in. You literally want to delve into the sex lives of everyone in politics? I do not. Matt? I do not. (laughs) You don't care. You don't care if a candidate used campaign funds. Allison, I care about a lot of things. Yeah. I just think that with, with everything that's going on in this country, all the issues we have uh-huh. to face, I listen and watch your show. Yeah. I, I respect you. Mm. Are we really going to talk about an article mm-hmm. from In Touch magazine, mm-hmm. a magazine I don't even look at? I right. see it in the about grocery the one from store like. We can spend this time in a more mm. effective way. You mm. can attack Trump in all kinds of ways. We yeah. can be scrutinizing of Trump. But uh-huh. really, this? Matt. So you don't care anymore
10: about a candidate's I extramarital do, affairs. I so you don't want to say talk I don't about care. it anymore.
11: How convenient. I didn't say I don't care. I just said with all the public policy sure. questions at stake. Yeah. Why don't we talk about them? <laughs> I bet Anna might one. even agree.
2: <laughs> Former Fox News employee, Allison Camerota.
3: Yeah, she's also blonde. Um, I just want to throw that in there because that meme that they throw around of all the blonde. Yeah. Fox News Inc. She's actually on there. Um, and she's no longer on Fox News, and she's blonde, and she just took care of biz, so that's a thing. Because she's a journalist. That's a thing that can happen. Um, I loved that. I also... It was amazing how he kept trying to advance the in-touch line, and I thought that she had finally stopped it from happening when she was able to get him to acknowledge that it was actually a Wall Street Journal investigative reporting that broke this story. That it's not... All the information isn't coming from In Touch Weekly. The only thing that's coming from In Touch is the transcript of the interview from 2011. Wall Street Journal is the one that Separate found the reporting. money. Yeah, yeah, found the payout. They found the the shell corporation.
2: And uh, now, uh, the Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington crew, they have found. Now, this is not substantiated. It has. It's not completely connected. But they have found one month after that payment to Stormy Daniels was made, they have found a $130,000 payment to the Trump organization from the campaign under the guise of, quote unquote, rent. Mm
3: -hmm. Come on. yeah. Maybe that's just a
2: coincidence. I don't believe it is, but... We'll see. They're going to dig into this.
3: Yeah, and he refused to. He refused to accept it and kept trying to advance that in touch
2: that it was a gossip magazine, right? Thing. Yeah,
3: and imagine doing this job. Well, because <laughs> he's talking to these people, he's
2: not trying to. He all he's doing is delivering talking points to get the unwashed, uneducated masses of Trump supporters right to also parrot those lines.
3: Yes. And I thought she had defeated him, but no, he is like a robot. He kept going. (laughs) So it's very disappointing to listen to these things, but I'm happy that she was kind of being sarcastic with him. Yeah, a little snark. "Mm, mm, 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 Yes. mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm, mm, I hear you.
2: (laughs) Mm, Mm, Matt. mm
3: -hmm. Matt. (laughs) Matt. Matt. You're not listening, Matt. Yeah, really good. (laughs) Really good. So
2: listen, Stormy Daniels, in the wake of all of this, is mm-hmm. fucking. Um, she's doing okay. She's uh, she's making the little uh, little money. Yeah, out of the deal. Stormy Daniels brings her "Making America Horny Again" tour to the <laughs> Trophy Club for a one night. I gotta stop it. We gotta replay
5: it because that's just too good.
2: Well, let's explain what's happening. I think the guy from this commercial (laughs)
5: Democrats who stand in our way will be complicit in every murder committed by illegal immigrants. I think he did this commercial. Stormy Daniels brings her Making America Horny Again tour to
2: the Trophy Club for a one-night performance this Saturday.
12: In, in on controversy
2: On the heels of Stormy's national publicized alleged affair. That this affair,
12: according, of stores, according to the Wall Street Journal, between adult film star Stormy Daniels and the now President of the United States, reportedly happened back in 2006 after the two met at a golf tournament. Daniels, whose real name is Stephanie Clifford, and the White House have denied the relationship, but... That's not stopping this club from promoting it.
2: This is the Twitter storm
9: sensation.
12: And on Friday, InTouch magazine published the full transcript of a 2011 interview with Daniels in which she eagerly dishes on the tawdry details of her alleged sexual encounter with Donald Trump. According to the Associated Press, the tabloid never published it because Donald Trump's personal lawyer threatened to sue. Neither Trump nor his lawyer, Michael Cohen, have responded to CNN's request for comment. Now, journalists at several news outlets say just a few weeks before the 2016 election, Daniels told them she wanted to talk about her relationship with Trump, and then suddenly she didn't. The Wall Street Journal also reports that's around the time Cohen formed a shell company to pay the porn star $130,000 in exchange for her silence. CNN has obtained documents that show Cohen did set up at least two corporations in Delaware around that time, including one on September 30th, 2016, called Resolution Consultants, LLC. Those records show he dissolved it on October 17th, that same day he incorporated Essential Consultants, LLC. And that's the company the journal says Cohen used to pay Daniel's hush money through a series of fake names and legal contracts. The White House avoiding answering questions about it Friday night on CNN.
10: Look, these matters were asked about and answered uh, pretty extensively during the campaign. And I certainly don't have anything to add. Well, there was a denial contact... of the
12: affair,
0: but there's never been any reporting about uh, her being paid by the president. Till, sure. Till
10: now. And you can contact the individuals who are involved with that.
12: CNN has not been able to independently contact Daniels, but in a statement attributed to her, she calls the Wall Street Journal article absolutely false and denies not only the affair, but ever receiving hush money from Donald Trump. That statement, however, was provided by Trump attorney Michael Cohen. (laughs) Yeah, and that statement may be a denial, but uh, look, there's no denying that at least the allegation of the affair is what this event is about tonight. Aaron, you can't really see it but uh, behind me because we can't broadcast from the property, but it says making America horny again here. Uh, the pr- pictures of President Trump are on the outside of this. We spoke to the owner. He says this was his idea, but Stormy Daniel not only knows about it, but uh, she's more than OK with it, Aaron, So I guess that
0: you can take uh, from that what you will, but certainly uh not denying it in that forum, thank you so much, Diane
3: What is happening? what is happening?
2: yeah, well, it's just you know this happened with Obama all the time. Mm-hmm. this is a regular deal all mm-hmm. the the strippers and porn stars that would come out about him cheating on Michelle mm-hmm. payoffs hundreds of thousands of dollars. oh wait no that that uh didn't happen.
3: So she's performing at this strip club by an airport in, was it South Carolina? Uh, North? I
2: don't know. One of the Carol, one of the Carolinas. Sorry, Carolina listeners.
3: And there was Your a,
2: people are not all that great.
3: There was a great New York Times article about this. Um, they sent a reporter there. <laughs> CNN was there too. Um, all these reporters going to the strip club to interview people. And in it, they said that people wouldn't give their names.
2: Really? You know,
3: because they are at a strip club by the airport to see... Storm and Angles! The woman who had sex with Donald Trump, what was it, 11 years ago?
2: They're getting close to greatness. Uh, 2006, so 11 years ago.
3: Do we need an allegedly for that, or...?
2: Um, I think that would probably be uh, prudent. Allegedly?
3: Okay, so also... in Or if
2: you like the female version. Allegedly.
3: Okay, (laughs) I want to read this part from the New York Times article. Quote, next in line, a man in a cap was waiting, sliding behind her for a picture. Ms. Clifford dutifully removed her top. The man grabbed at her front, tentatively at first. The brim of his star-spangled hat reading, Make America Great Again, nearly grazed her blonde hair.
2: Uh, God so damn.
3: This is damn. like Donald Trump fans, yeah, wearing "Make America Great Again" hats, going to the strip club to see Stormy Daniels perform, and they are like excited to see this woman that Donald Trump had an affair with. I, I don't see understand this, this, this. woman.
2: Who Donald Trump was inside of?
3: Yeah, these are the same people who like attended these rallies wearing like Monica Lewinsky shirts, and yeah, talk disparagingly about Bill Clinton for these reasons. But then they're like
2: celebrating, getting it. getting
3: their picture with Stormy Daniels, and going to her "Make America Horny Again" tour. I don't, I don't understand this.
2: Um, it's the same exact thread that we've been talking about this entire episode fucking hypocrisy whether it be sarah huckabee sanders and the goddamn gun thing in the white house press briefing room or tony perkins or franklin graham or jerry falwell or matt schlapp it is fucking tired hypocrisy
3: well i guess we know what that means Lynn Patton
2: I have no (laughs) no idea what this is so uh, I'm with you audience Brittany's gonna fill us in
3: she works in the Department of Housing and Urban Development
2: oh I know who this is
3: she's the head of the region that encompasses New York and New Jersey
2: so she's she's in charge of shit she's like a regional director she's she's not just like a staffer
3: no yeah yeah wow she's in charge and she decided to pick up her phone, uh, get a picture of April Ryan. April Ryan is a White House uh, reporter.
2: She's a White House correspondent for Urban Radio Networks.
3: And decided to find a picture of her, put it in a tweet, and then write this message with it. I hear, quote, Miss Piggies still on a rampage. Gee, I must have struck a nerve at April D. Ryan. Hashtag bankrupt blogger. Uh, So she's tweeting a White House reporter calling her Miss Piggy and a bankrupt blogger. Now, she's since deleted the tweet because um, (laughs) she realized that it was beneath her, she said.
2: Right. This is also a woman who works for Ben Carson. You know, Mr. Jesus, uh, the pyramids you were used to store grain Ben Carson.
3: Right. So she tweeted from her personal account and the HUD account and said, Tonight, I made an inexcusable comment on my personal Twitter account that I deeply regret and deleted on my own volition. I sincerely apologize to April D. Ryan. I also apologize to my staff at HUD New York, New Jersey, at um, Secretary Carson, Ben Carson, and the Trump family who deserved better leadership. So... Think about this, though, okay? Because she deleted it and she apologized, whatever. That's because of the backlash. There's obviously this environment where she felt as though, with with her status, right? Um, with her position, with her power. Yeah. She has 11,000 followers on her HUD account.
2: And like 70,000 on the other one, I think. And
3: 80,000 yeah. on her other account. God damn. This is someone who has clout. And she decided that she would attack a White House correspondent.
2: Fat shame someone.
3: This is what she thought was appropriate because of the environment that has been created.
2: That is exactly right. And then she... They're above reproach.
3: Yeah. And then she realized, because of the backlash, that she probably took things too far.
2: That's why she's sorry, not because she did it.
3: Yeah, I mean... I wish that Donald Trump would realize he's taking things too far. You know, that's never going to happen, but still the environment is being created where these people who were supposed to be professionals are behaving this way. Well, it, like well, teenagers the example gets
2: set from the top.
3: Yeah. Like teenagers attacking people. Yeah. Online. Yeah. Like trolls. Um, so again, another thing to <laughs> be concerned about, um, alarming, and we'll see what happens hopefully someone asks sarah huckabee sanders about it tomorrow
2: yeah listen we're going to end it there we had all kinds of stuff about the russia thing with the uh secret society bullshit and the and the 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 nunez uh memo but we'll get to that next time i think we'll record on friday morning for friday afternoon for you guys we love you we appreciate you we're going to leave it there we'd love to hear your opinions you know, moving the conversation forward is part of a process of talking to one another. We want to know what you think. 657-464-7609. Of course, you can always email a voice memo from your smartphone to it at dollamore.com. We would love to have you on board with the Patreon family, helping to support the show, helping to produce the show, whether it be bonus content or the live streams. Uh, There's a lot of stuff that's going on and some new stuff we're going to talk about very, very soon. We'd love you on board. dollamore.com slash Patreon, dollamore.com slash Amazon, dollamore.info for a t-shirt or a mug. You guys are the best. We love you. We'll see you next time. For Brittany Page, I'm Jesse Dollamore, and this has been I Doubt. (laughs) Sunday, Sunday, Sunday at the Monster Truck Rally!